0: the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. I am joined by author and host of The Rachel Cruz Show, Rachel Cruz. We will be taking your calls all hours, so give us a call. Phone lines are open. The number is 888 888- we'll talk about your life your money relationships and money kids and money whatever it is that is on your mind we would like to talk about that with you and hopefully help you with that so let's go straight to the phone lines where we have hunter in philadelphia pennsylvania what's going on
1: hey guys how you doing
0: we're doing good how can we help
1: Yes. It's more of a question of like, what would you do in my, my shoes? Basically uh, my wife is in school for 18 more months um, and we will be renting till she finishes just based on proximity and commutability and things like that. At the end of that, we know we'll stay in the area for like five to seven years. We're thinking of buying, but we never wanted to time the market to buy necessarily, Mm -hmm. but we know it will be a short term, you know, five to seven year home we just don't know if maybe like buying with that short term in mind is a smart thing since we know we'll be moving um, back to Virginia at that point, or if we should just continue renting, keep playing money away for more equity in the house down the road.
2: That's interesting. Um, Where are you guys at financially Hunter? Do you guys have, Are you? would you be in a spot in 18 months to be able to buy a home, have a good down payment, letting the mortgage yeah. be no more, like have you guys run the numbers? Like, would you be able to do that financially?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So we definitely have the down payment, and you know, in eighteen more months, it'll just be you know we could own a more expensive house. Not necessarily we're doing that, but Uh financially we are stable in that sense for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, I probably would buy if it's gonna be if it's gonna be five to seven
0: years. I would, I would. And the fact of the matter is, like, like if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Like that's the kind of way I feel. Like I think it's good to have a plan, but you never know you might get in the area and decide to stay. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of factors in a seven year window. And for that reason, I wouldn't rent the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. W- okay. That makes sense. Yep.
2: Go ahead and buy. But again, yeah. under making sure yeah, you're debt free, you got a good down payment, emergency fund, all the things, check all those boxes. We, uh, we give you the thumbs up to do it. Love it. Cause I really do think, you know, when you look over the scope of time, with real estate, mm-hmm. it's gonna go up, right? I yeah. know there's been downtimes, I know all the things, but over the scope of at least five to seven years, you're going to see a return on that. And so, Absolutely. and then you can use that as equity when you go buy a home. And yeah. he goes and leaves and goes to Virginia. So,
0: yeah, I agree. Seven years, also, it's just a long time to lose out on. Yeah, but yeah, like not that renting is losing out, but it's just if you don't have to. That's right. If you have the ability to buy and you have that time, if it was 18 months, I'd say, no, don't
2: don't mess with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But five years, I would. Very good question.
0: Thanks for the question, Hunter. Let's go on to Newark, New Jersey, where we're talking to Mike. What's going on, Mike?
3: Hey, Jason, Rachel, thanks for taking my call.
0: You're welcome. How can we help?
3: So my wife and I are going to combine our finances as soon as this weekend And we're just trying to figure out how to split our money between either a high-yield savings account or a generic bank savings account when our goal is to save 20% for a down payment.
0: Okay, cool. I'm happy that you guys are starting to combine your finances. Are you newly married or is this just something you decided to do because you think it's the right thing to do?
3: So we're married about a year and we're just finally fully committing into
0: it. Awesome. Um so you're interested in buying a house, you're saving up for the 20% down payment, where's the best place to put this money, right? Yes. I mean, I'd probably put I'd put it in a high-yield savings account. That's what I would do. Um, yeah, you're going to make more
2: interest on a high-yield savings. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, some of the best ones I've found, Mike, Jadel, I don't know what you've found, but... That usually it's like an online Online. bank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like my husband and I. We have one. We use Ally Bank. um, For oh, there you go for for our high yield savings. So a traditional savings account, you're not going to make as much interest. Um, You may have more flexibility to get money out when needed with that high yield. You have you you're not able to use it like a standard checking, right? There's there's a limited number of transactions, but you don't want that. Yeah, and you're not using it for that. You're using it to save up for a down payment. You're not going to touch the money once it's in. So those are the kind of the big you know obvious differences in it so yeah you're and right now mike i'm like the the high yield savings when the interest went up okay with the fed with the debt <laughs> it also went up with the Let's savings and so I we did right. we found some good some great rates with high yield savings uh so yeah that's that's the uh the route i would take for sure i love it does that answer your question
3: so you, you wouldn't put anything in a uh, generic bank savings account. Just put it all in how you. Yeah, I'd I'd put put on. On. yeah. I put it all. Yeah, put it
0: all there.
2: But if you have Mike, uh, you you know for like an emergency fund and that kind of thing, I would have separate line items within that account to know. Yes. Hey, this is our emergency fund. We're not touching this. This this is our dump for our down payment. So yeah. even if you wanted two different accounts or within the same account, we have yeah. line items in that. So no,
0: yeah, this is not a, an ad for Ally by any means. Um, <laughs> but I do use Ally, and they have buckets there, so yes. you can. You could either, I mean, you could make another account if you wanted to, but honestly, you can just put them in different buckets Buckets, and Mm -hmm. you can see it that way. Honestly, I think with that, it depends on your temperament. And because some people, like there was a stage in my life where I definitely mentally would have done better with a separate account for For emergency funds versus that. So whatever you think will work better for you and your wife. All right,
3: awesome. Yeah, I saw how I had the buckets and that just seemed like,
0: easiest way to do it yeah and i mean some people like marcus like there's different banks like people have different preferences so so don't see this as an ad like do your research figure out the one that you like but definitely i would veer towards an online yeah yield savings account hope that answers your question rachel i think there's a lot that you can talk about when it comes um when it comes to savings um because a lot of people struggle with saving money whether it's for a down payment emergency fund or just in general they've never um built that muscle of savings because it really is yeah a muscle that you build over time and i always these are we can go through a couple of tips that i think will help people um i definitely think that if you have savings you need to put it in a separate location like we just talked about versus a checking yes yes it can't be grouped all in there together and you just mentally know like well this is my savings like that's number one um you're three to six months i think that you know once you get that to a place keep that separate from any other savings, whether it's through buckets or depending on your mentality, like we talked about in a completely different location. Um, I think another great way to save, like if you're just, if it's tough for you, that's one thing that I would automate. We Mm -hmm. talked earlier in other segments about not automating savings is something that I would set up. Like once you kind of know what your budget is, it's like, all right, this automatically comes out of my paycheck. The day that I get paid, like don't mess around yeah Yeah. don't mess around and you know put it for a couple days later because before you know it that money's going to be gone so that'd be my thing too and thing three these are not in any particular order by the way but you've got a budget for savings yes you have
2: to know that you have the margin for it and, and, and prioritize against it right that's right like if you against it yeah if you have a you know you want to hit a certain amount for a down payment in two years
4: Mm -hmm.
2: you have to back out and say okay how much do we have to save per month and that's going to affect our budget if that's our goal so you kind of plan it out that way Um, but it is I like the the automation
0: factor in it I think Mm -hmm. is really good because it creates the discipline Um, but the budgeting aspect is so key because if you don't budget And you do an automated transfer for savings, and then something comes up before you know it. You're pulling that savings right back out. And nothing, Rachel, is more frustrating than that wheel of saving and spending. Saving and spending. So budget for your savings. That's so good. This is The Ramsey Show.
4: Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance, and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top-rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com.
0: You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host, joined by your other host, Rachel Cruz. We're taking your calls about life and money. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225 and we will be here for you. It's the new year. I'm wondering what your goals are. Uh, If you're anything like the rest of the population, it's probably one or two things, money or health. (laughs) right? It's like you're on a cleanse, you're on a diet, and you're trying to get this budget in order. If that's you, I've got two things for you to consider. Number one, we have a wonderful resource coming up here on January 11th. It is a Break the Cycle free live stream. All right. So you can register for free. It's January 11th at 7 p.m. And we're going to give you practical steps on how to get your money on point and in check. If you're one of these people who you're like, man, no matter what, I feel like I just can't get ahead. I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. This this really is for you. Um, All of us are teaming up and we are just hitting you with a one-two punch of money, knowledge to get you through the new year and beyond, okay? So I want you to sign up and register for that. Next thing is in order to get prepped for that, because you're going to get some information you're going to learn about every dollar, you're going to learn so much. And then after that, I want you to mark your calendar because January 31st, I'm going to be doing a webinar, basically going over again what you learned at the live stream, so those are two dates I want you to remember: January 11th, January 31st. Go January 11th; it's free. Get the get the get the knowledge, right? Get the game, and then come again January 31st, and I will re-up you on the knowledge, and you'll keep going forward. And you need that because Rachel goals is not easy. Like you no. have to keep you have to keep at it. Like um, I posted on social media. I think it was today. I posted when you set these goals, right? Um, it's like, you're all excited. It's January 1st. He's like, I wrote it down. I'm like all excited about it. And then the resistance starts coming and you're like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be like that. Like, And the thing is, the resistance doesn't, like if you set a money goal, you're like, all right, this year I'm paying off my debt. Whenever I have extra money, I'm throwing it on my debt. And then suddenly it's like your car breaks down. Suddenly like, you know, something happens crazy in the kitchen, the blender flies off and the knife flies and it hit, breaks the window. Now you got to pay for the window. Like, it's like all these things start happening And it's all trying to get you off pace. Yes. And when that happens, I just, I want to encourage everybody to just zoom out for a second because I feel like so many people have hit that wall where it's like, is it going to be worth it? Like I told myself I was going to bring my lunch and it's just, it's such a hassle and you already want to give up. You've just got to zoom out for a moment and go, okay, this is resistance. And I knew that this was going to happen. This is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that I should stop. Matter of fact, the way I view it is, if you're getting hit with that, it means you're really creating friction and mm. that's good yep. because if you want change, you cannot change without creating friction in your life, right? You're doing something completely different. You're going on a new pathway and there is going to be resistance. So embrace that. Stop for a moment and go, okay, that's what that was. Like now I know that's what that was. I can go forward and don't let it stop you. That's my encouragement for the day of now. Let's get to the phone lines where we've got Carrie in San Francisco, California hi how are you thank you for taking my call you're welcome thanks for calling us how can we help
5: well essentially i would like to retire i'm planning on retiring in october i'm a teacher um and i'm getting nervous just financially if i'll be able to do it so i just wanted some reassurance i think i'm going to be fine but i just need a little reassurance
0: okay so let's kind of look at your numbers here number one um, are you working with any sort of professional or is it just you looking at your accounts, evaluating it on your own? I do
5: I do have um somebody who manages my uh, Roth and Ira, my portfolio.
0: And what are they saying to you? He says I'm totally fine. Okay. Well that's good. That gives me a little <laughs> bit of But let's kind of let's make sure you understand it. So how much do you have okay. set aside in your nest egg?
5: Um I have three hundred and fifty right now. Okay. And what about? And then I have, I have 80 and well, I have 80,000 in a high yielding savings. Okay. And that's just because me, I've been stockpiling um, since I paid off my house. Okay. Um, and I also clear. have a travel fund. Yeah. Um, and I have a travel fund that's like a 30,000 and it's another high yielding. And that's the one I was planning on, you know, when I want to travel, I could just go into there and get it.
0: I love that. And so if you were to retire in October, how, what percentage are you pulling off of your nest egg and what is that not equal to less. per year? Oh,
5: well, I'm not sure if I'll even have to pull out any. Um, I'm assuming I met with the retirement people and I'll be getting about 1800 a month And um, from that. I also have another... 1200 that I get monthly from another retirement um through a divorce.
0: Okay, and so I that's live, none of that is the 350,000 that you talked about.
5: No, no. That's just what I'll be getting from my retirement through work and um yeah, that's what I'll be bringing in.
0: Yeah, like if 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 that 3000 is enough for you to live your life and do everything you want to do and you're not I, I I have no objections. Your honor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. It's,
2: okay. Yeah, it's I mean, exciting. It's a big question, Carrie, because I don't want to direct you wrong. Like, yeah. it's, it's like you, yeah, you know, retiring. So I do want to make sure that you are talking to somebody that's looking at your actual accounts and yeah, uh, the historical data of what they've done. I mean, like, yeah, they're looking at the whole picture. But for you calling us in a two-minute radio, yeah, that's a good uh, point, Rachel. Call, yes, um, yeah. I mean, it all seems to to pan out. Carrie, you've done a really great job, and your living expenses. You don't have a mortgage um do are yeah. you do you have any one or anything that you're responsible for financially is it just no you? i don't okay yeah don't. so three thousand dollars is enough for you carrie um plenty month to month and you have a travel funds over here you that. got eighty thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. <away>? yeah uh <laughs> and how then, much okay. is in
0: that divorce the the one that's paying you 1200 the one from the divorce you said how much is in that what's yeah. the nest egg um i just i'm
5: gonna get 1200 for life
0: for life, okay. Yeah, and then there's the eighteen hundred. Now, are you getting any social security? No, I
5: will be, but it's minimal. minimal. Yeah.
0: You know, but and I'm and I'm only six, and
5: I'll I'll only be sixty, so it's not like I don't think I can draw on social security for quite a while. But um, yes, there is some available there, and I also know I won't be paying into my Roth because that's what my guy told me. He's a carry, but you'll also be getting having eight hundred that you. Pay every month for your Roth. You know that you won't be paying once you retire.
0: That's right, because you're not drawing an income. Like you're not exactly. you're not working anymore. Now the eighteen hundred that then, you're getting, what's that nest yeah. egg? Is or is that continuous as well? That that's for life as well. That's okay. just through my work.
2: Is that just a pension? And as a teacher? Yeah. Yes, I'm okay. a teacher. Okay. Yeah, that's great, Carrie. Yeah, I mean from okay. right now, all yeah that all. It feels Maps like green lights. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Congratulations! Okay. That's exciting. Well,
0: Congratulations! Thank you. Yes. No,
5: thank you. All right. Good. Oh, I feel a little better.
0: Thank Good. You, you so should much. feel great. great. You've <laughs> done wonderfully.
6: Okay. Great.
5: Awesome.
0: Thank you. Yes. You so happy welcome, New Year. Carrie. Happy New Year. To thank you. you so much okay. for the call. Alrighty.
2: You know, there's so many people, Jade, that oh, they want that. They want that story. And yeah. And here's what I love about Carrie too is I'm like she is there's a level of contentment in her did you hear that she's like i have some money that set aside for travel yeah but i can live on three grand i'm great i'm great and the 350 that she saved up i'm like that's a lot of money to stock away throughout her life one for retirement for retirement and you know you hear people and they're like oh i have to have x amount you know all of this and i'm like there's just a beauty Mm -hmm. in listening to carrie as she walks through those numbers and i'm like yeah she's done it you she know? did
0: everything right
2: yes she yes, let them take right. the money
0: out for her pension but then she continued to put hers away in the Roth, yes. which is what we teach um i love that she's got the 80k saved which honestly is above and beyond what yep. she might need for an emergency fund but i love that she has it like that's wonderful absolutely and for me i think the biggest thing um, her mortgage is paid off yes she didn't have a mortgage no, yeah a mortgage. there's no like bills yeah, yeah and that's why she can be like yeah three thousand i'm good on that yeah i'm great i, I mean, think it's awesome that's what people have to challenge yourself and in San to think Francisco about. California I'm okay. like hey, you know, she's
2: in Northern California like as a teacher y'all I mean did you just hear all of that like
0: yeah it's great a teacher in Northern California like I, yeah I feel like we need to marinate on that for a second Rachel because that's such because I bet with her house she's close to being an everyday millionaire 100% I yeah, asked, we didn't we even should, ask her oh, that we should have
2: asked her that Jade
0: Cherry, we're a, gonna just dream for everyday, She's an <laughs> everyday millionaire, but for those of you listening, start dreaming. It's January. Start dreaming. What would your life be like if one day you paid your mortgage off? Right, most of us are paying a, a couple thousand dollars a month for a mortgage. That's the biggest line item. How would your life change? This is the Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz to my right. We're taking your calls all afternoon. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. I'm excited to be here taking your calls in the new year. Uh, So whatever it is that's on your mind, I know you've got goals. I know there's things that you're aspiring to. You're probably starting to have those difficult conversations with your spouse. You're starting to budget. You're starting to take your lunch, all those things. It makes you feel some type of way. So we're here to help. So give us a call. Uh, We've got Annalise who's on the phone line in Phoenix, Arizona. What's going on, Annalise?
6: Hi. um, So my husband and I are dual income, no kids. And we're looking to have kids in like three-ish years. And we just bought a house. And so we're trying to figure out for the next three years, we know we're going to have more financial flexibility than when we do have kids. And so we're trying to figure out because we're young, whether to focus a lot of our attention on chipping away at our mortgage or saving for retirement. Since we live mostly off just his income, we have almost all of my income to put somewhere.
0: Awesome. That's great. That is great. Um, I think that's a great way to be thinking because it is true when you have kids, life changes and things do get more expensive. Um, and so there comes the the question, put the extra money on the mortgage or on to retirement? So the answer that I'll give you is just kind of filtered through the framework that we use here at Ramsey Solutions. Um, How familiar are you with the baby steps?
6: Pretty familiar. We have zero debt. We have six months of living expenses saved up. Um, So we have like all those. I'm pretty sure we have all the baby steps done.
0: Perfect. Okay. So then it's just really we're getting to a technicality, right? So for all intents and purposes, you're on baby step four, five and six right? So baby step four for new listeners is putting 15% into retirement. Baby step five is you're putting aside some amount of money that you decide for your kid's college and you're putting it in a non-prepaid 529 or ESA account. And then baby step six is you're also simultaneously putting extra money on your mortgage. Now here's the thing, baby steps four, five, and six, if they all apply to you, you can, you, you do them simultaneously. So if, are you already at the 15% mark on your investing?
6: Yes, my husband puts 15% of his paycheck and I put 20% of mine.
0: Okay, so you want to be at 15% for your household. That's the goal. And once you get to 15%, because remember, we're doing these simultaneously. Anything above 15% at this point, you need to be thinking about baby step five and baby step six. Because you are saying, okay, now if you wanna wait until you have kids to do baby step five, yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. I wouldn't put, I would not put money aside for future children that I do not have yet. Yes, that's right. And then for you, now you're to baby step six. So the extra money right now, you're putting on baby step six, which is paying off your home. Now, and this is for you and anybody listening, once you pay off your home, then you can go ham on the investing. Like you can start investing way beyond 15%. And that's the beauty of how this plan works is you are going to have that extra money to just get crazy. And that's where things like go off the rails.
6: So my question with that would be, we're super young, I'm 22. Mm -hmm. And so I have heard the advice that investing in your retirement younger is going to do better. And since we just got our mortgage, it's probably going to be a little while for us to fully pay it off. Would you recommend putting more than 15% because we're so young or no matter what, 15% and then pay off
0: the house? I, would, do, I would still do it the same way because you're going to you're, be fine. You're going to be fine. <laughs> and you're creating diversification, which is really important. Yes, um, 15% number one is so much more than average. Like most people invest right up to their match. Most people do it while they have debt. So the fact that you're debt free, you're at 15%. And I'm sure, by the way, if you have a match, the match is not included in the 15%. So if you or your husband has some sort of your match, make sure you're still of your own money putting 15%. And then, Mm -hmm. like I said, with this extra money, yeah, you guys are young. And that's part of the beauty of this equation for you, because not only are you going to grow compound interest over time because you are actively investing, you're going to have your home paid off over time. It's just going to offer you so many options because you're going to have wealth on two sides. And then once you pay your home off, like I said, you're off to the races and you're just going to you're just going to be blown away by how this works for you. Yeah. Because Annalise, let me say this, Annalise, just to paint a picture for you. Yeah,
2: that 15% of your income into retirement and then everything else goes to the house is what I would do. Mm-hmm. And because you are so young, you okay. pay it off early. And then what's wild is you're going to be one of these people that stands on the debt-free scream stage mm-hmm. and you have your house paid off and you guys are in your 30s. And then you go in and invest like crazy because then yeah. you'll move on to baby step seven, which is save and be you know or invest and be extremely generous mm-hmm. so you will then bump up that 15% probably mm-hmm. with investing and do more if you guys want like you just have so many options but having a paid for house and investing 15% like that's the ultimate goal which you guys are working towards which you could have which is just crazy how much do you guys make a year I'm just curious um we make roughly combined close to like 88 okay so much. how much is your house um our house it, we have 305 on the loan okay yeah that's oh, amazing. I love that so yeah you guys are gonna get this paid off and it's gonna be great and then you can bump up at uh, other investing if you want uh after that but
0: well let's kind of let's kind of reframe this in your mind on at lease because I, I I do think that sometimes people view okay I've got my retirement investing and then I've got my house they're both investments yeah that's a good like point. they're both investment vehicles I don't want you to think that um uh you know a 401k or a roth ira investment is more important or a better investment than a home like there's a a reason that uh real estate is a big choice for people to put their money because the rate on return is very uh, you can count on it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. We say all the time, like mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if you owning a property for three to five years, five years or more, you are going to see a return. Like that's what we've seen over time. The same way we talk about the S&P 500, we know like over time, you can expect, you know, a, a 10 to 12% rate of return annualized over the course of, you know, X amount of years. So that's, uh, I think that's really important for people listening to understand. These are both great investment vehicles that's why we say do them simultaneously not do this one first and then reach over here and do that one so that's something worth pointing out thank you so much for the call I like it yeah it's a good conversation
2: all right and the younger people are that are calling it's it is it's amazing I'm like Jade like we I feel like we've had so many calls of young people doing this stuff early you guys and I'm like and it's just an encouragement to you listening out there uh, again, regardless of age, but man, it, there is something to be said about these principles mm-hmm. and doing them in the right order and and being diligent about it. It just, it, it proves in your favor always. It
0: will yield in your favor. Yeah. But I mean, we we do have to call out, like there is that tension between, um, we know, like she said, like obviously the longer that you're in the market, compound interest has a longer time to work for yes, you. Yes. And obviously the more money you invest, the more money there's there. But um, it is that tension between if you work the plan and do it the correct way, yeah, like you're you're pushing play on some pushing pause on some things to push play on the uh, on other things, but ultimately, like it all works out together. That's you right. Know? And so many people are worried, like, well, if I pay off my debt, then I'm waiting to invest, and I know you guys say pause investing while you're paying off debt. Jade, I'm going to miss out. You know, three years, and I can't stress enough to people listening that you will make it up like the way this is designed. You will make up for the time as long as you stick to the plan. Like if you like lollygag or if you like take this, but leave that and you don't, this is a plan to be worked as the plan is written. And I can't stress that enough. Um, If you say, oh, I'm working the Dave Ramsey plan, but you're just, you know, messing around with this debt and kind of being willy-nilly on it and it takes you s- six years. Yeah, and you miss out on retirement. You're that missing way. out. That's right, that's right. Yes, so you've yes. got to walk it the way it goes. You know, if you say, oh, like I talked to somebody the other day, they were like, oh, Jade, I'm working the Ramsey plan. I'm not investing yet, but I just really want to get my house paid off. Yep. I'm like, listen, I'm glad you want to get your house paid off, but you need to be investing. Like, yes, yes. So follow the plan as written if you want the results that we're always talking about. Yeah, there's an order. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's the order for the reason. But um. But yeah, like Annalise who just called, I'm like, she's at the perfect position to do it. And it's going to be amazing. We're debt and money doesn't have to be the thing that controls
0: you, that you really do control it.
2: So being proactive in that sense. It's great. I love that.
0: And then I always like to remind people who think that it's too late or it's too late to start or maybe there's no hope. I'm like, listen, look at at me right here. I didn't start investing until my 30s and I'm blown away. Like I'm blown away by the numbers I see by just being diligent and working the plan so if you're out there you feel like you got a late start it's not too late just keep doing what you know to do and in the right time you will reap a harvest if you don't give up this is The Ramsey Show you are listening to The Ramsey Show thank you for listening I am your host Jade Warshaw joined by Rachel Cruz we've been taking your calls and now we've got the scripture and quote of the day James 117 says every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Love that. One of my favorite verses and uh, our quote of the day. I feel like you should read this, Rachel, because you're you're a true Swifty. Oh. I feel
2: like Taylor Swift quote, no matter what happens in life, be good to people. Being good to people is a wonderful legacy to leave behind. Swift. See, there you go. What a what a gal. What a gal. She was uh, at the Chiefs game <laughs> handing out hundred dollar bills to the wow. staff and
0: everyone. Yes. That's pretty awesome. And she like
2: crazy she like tipped insane bonuses to all of her uh, yep truck drivers and stuff yeah. for her tour. And yeah, I'm about that way. I believe. I believe she's generous.
0: I, you know what? I, I, I'm gonna say in front of all of the world. Uh, I think I need to understand more about Taylor Swift. So I've never been on the the T Swift train. Oh, come I, on! I I'll, I'll, I gotta I'll, get with the times. I'll share my seat with you yeah. on the train. <laughs> it's a it's a fun ride. Yeah, help me get on because I, I I don't I haven't I don't get it and I need to get it because I feel like I'm. No, I think she just speaks what we've all felt in life. Is that what it is? She's it's her outspoken. song. I think it's her.
2: Well, like her songwriting. Like she just oh. she sings. I should say yes. And writes. I think just what we all. Thought. I don't know. That's good. I'm a I'm a I'm a 14 year old at heart. What what's, your favorite, what's your favorite?
0: What's your favorite T Swift song? Oh gosh, Jade. Just hit me with one. Shoot. Give me a few um. notes. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be my the love, question. The to, lover album might be my favorite. That's gonna be my question to that's all the callers moving forward. All right, let's go to Peter and Manchester, New Hampshire. What's going on, Peter?
3: Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, so I am about nine thousand nine hundred and twenty dollars in credit card debt and nineteen thousand nine or $19,638.87 in student loan debt okay. for a combined total of around $30,000 plus or minus. That's right. A little under that. Um, and so I was wanting to know how can I get out of debt, and then what should I do after I'm out of debt? I have no emergency fund, so I don't know where to start.
0: Good. Um, well, you came to the right place. I'm happy that you're here. Um, okay. So let's start by getting some particulars. How much do you earn every month? What do you take home? About
3: $874 after taxes. I'm a student employee at my university I currently attend.
0: Okay. Um, What year of college are you in?
3: I'm a sophomore.
0: Okay, sophomore. Okay. So So you're in school full-time?
3: Yes. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be able to stay in the housing. And since my parents passed away when I was... 11 years old I'd be homeless on the streets oh gosh, so I oh need
2: gosh, to oh I'm so sorry <laughs> that's tough oh goodness yeah, sucks, how old are you now
3: I'm making it I'm 21 years old
2: wow way to go wow so you went through college I just want to make sure I get this are you still are you still a student there or you're you're working there yep. and living there you're still a student
3: I'm, I'm still a student you're okay sophomore. okay
0: sophomore oh I'm sorry I hear you okay so okay um I want to address two sides of this so I get the feeling of, I understand being in college and being a debt because that was me. Um, however, I I don't want you to get too hung up on this because your student loan is technically technically not due yet, right? It becomes due yeah, yeah. Uh, six months after you graduate. Um, at least yes. it used to. I think that's still accurate.
3: Um, it's still in, so while you're a student, uh, my understanding is per FAFSA, mm-hmm. which it's all, all of them are federal loans. Right. So I won't have to go into repayment until six months after I graduate Right. So,
0: oh, and I'm guessing they're subsidized, so they're not um, yep. they're not gaining interest right now.
3: Um, yep, I do have two unsubsidized loans. Okay. With the max interest on on both around five point three eight. Okay. Percent.
0: So, um. Yeah. I, yeah, and I I know that it sucks that it's accruing interest on the two unsubsidized loans, but I wouldn't let that get to me right now. Now, your credit cards, you don't want those to go into default. So I would work to make sure I'm paying minimum payments on those. If you can get a little extra, that's fine. But my main focus for you is focusing on school and focusing on graduating without any more debt. Is that fair enough? Yes. Yes. And Peter, can I ask what caused all the credit card debt?
3: So I needed, I was a little worried I wasn't going to be able to afford college anymore. So I kind of panicked and purchased a bunch of emergency supplies in case I ended up on the streets again. Mm. Um, and so that's the majority of the debt. Okay. I also purchased a bicycle to get to and from a job site when I was homeless. After I left the Marine Corps, after I was medically discharged, um, I was able to use a bike to go to and from my campsite and my job. Okay. So, um, I was kind of planning ahead Mm -hmm. And I plan too far ahead.
2: Okay. Which is understandable. Understandable. Yeah. 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 Totally. But yeah, with Jade, what what she was saying though, I think is is key. We don't want to obviously go deeper into that and Mm -hmm. we don't want to default in that. And so um, is there any other time, Peter, um, that you can look at throughout your week that maybe you could do um, one more thing on the side to bring in some income?
3: Currently... I'm also in Army ROTC at my college. So okay. I just got a medical waiver approved to re-enlist or rejoin the military. Um, okay. And so in about four months or so, I'll be getting an ROTC stipend um, in addition to a scholarship that should actually reduce the overall cost of my um, overall college experience by about half because I'll no longer have to account for room and board. So, okay, good. um yeah, it's really good. And then in addition to getting the $420 monthly stipend from the United States Army, I'll also be um, working an additional on-campus job that pays around 17 an hour. Okay. Um, How many hours? For about 20 hours a week. And then okay. my current job, I work at me after taxes, $874 per month, um, is a work-study job, so it is a mandatory required minimum of $12 an hour for a maximum of 20 hours a week.
0: Okay, so here's the equation we're trying to solve for. I like that you're getting into it, you're finding money. The equation we've got to solve for is can you pay for tuition and cash? How much does it cost? Because I don't want you, I mean, you've got $19,638 yep. of student loans, and my guess is that's because you've gotten student loans for each semester thus far. So we've got to look yeah. at going forward. Are you able to make this work, and what does it look like going forward? Does that make sense? Yep. So what 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 do you need to? Um, how much does school cost?
3: So my current semester, I was I was looking over my bill. It's around twenty five thousand dollars per semester.
0: Twenty five thousand per semester. Where are you going to school, Peter?
3: I'm going to Southern New Hampshire University. Okay. Is that a, is it public, private? I don't know. It's uh, I believe it's private. Okay, okay. Private nonprofit though.
0: That feels expensive. Um,
3: it's also cause I'm an out of stater. So I, I, I was in DC.
0: Yeah. But
3: unfortunately it was really unsafe for me to continue living in DC while I was homeless. I was involved. I, I, I was shocked. So, um, I didn't feel safe going to school or living in Washington D.C. anymore.
0: Okay, and okay. Um, you, how, how old are you again? Tell me your age again. Twenty-one. Um, Twenty-one
3: years old. Okay. Yes,
0: and what's your degree going to be in?
3: It's going to be in justice studies with a minor in sociology.
0: I'm going to say something difficult, um, and it Thank just you. it just is what it is. You're choosing an expensive route here for school. You're at a private university and you're at an out of state private university. Um, And that's. You still have two and
2: a half years left. And you've
0: got two and a half years left. And I don't like that for you because with the money that you said, I don't see a pathway for you to pay for this. So something's going to have to change. And I know that you've suffered a trauma. So. It's very hard for me to sit here and be the one to say, hey, listen, go back to D.C. Um, I'll be honest with you. If you're in D.C., I don't know, like, can you go to any school and in, in Mer- can you get into Maryland or can you get into Virginia? Does it count? Because I'm obviously District of Columbia is a mm-hmm. small area. So are there the sur- do the surrounding states count at all? You need to really look into this and start evaluating your options. Is there anything you can do? Is it an online school? Is there something you can do that you can get that degree, go slowly? You cannot go into any more debt. That's got to be off the table. I know you've been through a lot, but we got to start thinking about this. This is The Ramsey Show.